Hey everybody, it's Arian here. In just a minute, we're going to get to my interview with Nicholas Russo from Pittsfield, Mass. He's a civil engineer and the publisher, writer of the Pittsfielder.org. Um, Nick also works in Troy, New York, which I'm very familiar with. I've never been to Pittsfield, but I've been to Troy. And he's he's got some interesting things to say about both towns. Uh, we talk a lot about just general urbanist concepts and, and what we have to do with our cities going forward. Uh, Nick is a very young but very smart guy. Um, uh, fantastic, fantastic guy to talk to and, and, and listen to. He's he's. He's got the he's got the right perspective, um, so I think you'll really enjoy this uh, this conversation that I have with him. Just one quick note: you're going to hear some background noise. You're going to uh, hear the the raging Genesee River uh, behind us as we just recorded this last night uh, on the street and, uh, outside of Dinosaur Barbecue. You're going to hear some some just general city background noise. And uh, somebody just recently said uh, called this. Uh, the, the, the way I'm kind of doing these interviews is uh, with guerrilla podcasting. So not so refined, but sort of, you know, um, form following function, content first stuff. But uh, I kind of like the idea of just, you know, being able to kind of see us in your mind, having a conversation, right, you know, a casual conversation right on the city street. I think it just makes it more real and more personal. So without further ado, here is my interview with Pittsfield's Nicholas Russo. Nicholas Russo. That's me. <laughs> Welcome to the Urban Phoenix Podcast. Um, so tell me a little bit about, you live in Pittsfield. Pittsfield, Mass., yep. Pittsfield, Mass., okay. Mm-hmm. You work in Troy. Mm-hmm. Correct. And uh, those are two cities that have some similarities. Yeah. Tell me about what those are and uh, tell me about what you do in Troy and, and, and give me a little background there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I grew up in Pittsfield, so that's definitely my neck of the woods, my backyard. And I just started in Troy about a year and a half ago. I had never set foot in there before then. So it was really interesting to get in there just with zero, like, expectations or perspective. And I realized, you know, that they share a lot of commonality, like, in character and, you know, makeup. They're both kind of old post-industrial Rust Belt cities. You know, Pittsfield had GE was the main you know, employer for maybe a quarter of the town up until 1980. Um, you know, Troy was big with, you know, steel. And then, um, I think like they're the collar city. So they had a lot of like shirt and textile, um, that kind of thing. So now they're both kind of post-industrial rust belt type cities that have, you know, that layer of grit and decay on there. Um, Troy's got, you know, it's kind of more college town feel, it's got the riverfront, so it's got a couple of those more like instances of, of, of vitality that it, that Pittsfield needs. You know, Pittsfield has a community college that's on the edge of town, so you don't quite get that same sort of student population vibe much like very often. Um, so that was kind of you know, I wish they had you know the college like downtown, say like RPI is mm-hmm. kind of downtown for sure. Troy. It's it's more accessible. You know, it's just like a half mile from downtown um but otherwise yeah there's you know that bit of investment going on that we talked about earlier in in troy pittsfield's seen a bit of you know new york city money a little bit of local investment um we've got some developers who are really interested in using our strengths like our old buildings we've got one developer who's actually turned two old churches into apartment buildings which is cool wow yeah come Um, on 
Yeah, that's it, awesome. Yeah, um, one of them's online already. One of them's gonna be done by the end of the year, I think. One of them's gonna have like 29 units. One has a dozen, I think. Huh. And they've got you know the stained glass windows, and they just kind of split the sanctuary into two levels, um, with like a, cool. a first floor and second floor. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad that they were able to do that in our like more core neighborhood called Morningside. Um, it's gonna be called Morning Star Apartments. Um, so that's gonna be really good once we get some, you know, more more residents in that neighborhood that hasn't seen much really infused there in a while. I feel like um, probably gonna cater to like the you know the tech sector. We have like a General Dynamics um, branch that's in Pittsfield. That's like a big employer for say people like me who are young engineers. <laughs> They're always trying to right. attract them. Sure. Um, and then we've got a couple of, you know, actually manufacturing um, outposts in Pittsfield that do, like, armored vehicles and, um, like, tech glass, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a water bottling plant. So we have some of the, the white-collar and blue-collar stuff still. Um, and honestly, I, I got to look into Troy and see what the makeup is more. I'm sure there's a lot of white-collar for the colleges and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Um I'm curious. I have to look more into like the, the the makeup of the two of the of Troy, like for work, the workplace. Talk about the, the the challenge. I mean, those are two cities that kind of have that 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 thirty to forty thousand, thirty to fifty thousand population. Let's say, uh, you know, uh, what are the challenges of a city of that size? You know, we're sitting for for those who are hearing all the. The, the background noise here, the white noise. Uh, we are on uh, Court Street in downtown Rochester. Nicholas uh, came into town today on Amtrak, and uh, we met up uh, at the Dinosaur Barbecue, and now we're just having a conversation right here on the street side. So this is getting gritty here with our with our Urban Phoenix podcast interview. Right on the streetlights. Right street exactly. We're, we're, we're looking out on all the uh, the uplighting on the buildings and everything like that. It's, a, it's an awesome, awesome fall night. But um, you know, so we're in a, we're in a we're in a bigger city now, and you know, it's 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 a little bit easier to kind of envision what it means to revitalize or what it means to kind of take that next step for our bigger cities, right? We we know the the coffee shops, the breweries, the bars, and, and to some extent that works for small cities too. What are the differences? What are the challenges? And what are the advantages of kind of taking those next steps in a smaller city? Yeah, um, that's not similar to between Troy and Pittsfield. They're both kind of similar population. But I think what one advantage that Troy has over Pittsfield is that it's more densely packed. Pittsfield has, you know, 42,000 people, but they're way more spread out over, I think, like 60 square miles. That's how big Pittsfield is. Um, so it's tough to get that critical mass, I think, downtown on our, like, Main Street, North Street sometimes, you know. Um, we have our, like, signature events, like our monthly street fair, third Thursday, and then we have, like, our Christmas tree lighting and trick-or-treat night we just had which had brought a lot of families downtown it's like separate from regular trick-or-treat night Mm -hmm. um so we've got the programming to have those those kind of big blips in activity downtown but we need more critical mass to have just that sort of day-to-day buzz i think to keep people interested in like living downtown because you get that advantage you know you get the the co-mingling of different people at different times of the day from different points of view doing different tasks like um, you know, we've, in my on my block, we've got you know movie theater, we've got a Mexican restaurant, we've got a sushi bar, we've got like a pizza joint, we've got 
like a general store with knickknacks and snack foods and, and things like that, deli counter. Um, the grocery store is like a five minute walk down the street. You have to cross like a six lane <laughs> arterial to get there, but you know, it, it's doable, but it's not very friendly. So, um, Troy could really use like a downtown grocery store. I don't think there's anything on that side of the river. I think you have to cross the Hudson to get to the nearest grocery store unless you want to unless you want to go way up north or way down south. Mm-hmm. So that's something that, that, that Troy could use. But um, I mostly I mostly just am in the downtown area for Troy. So they definitely have a little bit more of the density factor there. And they can definitely use that to their advantage. And they've got some good bike connections north south. Pittsfield could definitely use some more like walking biking connections like to get to other neighborhoods to get to some of the workplaces we've got our brand new innovation center coming online i think it'd be great to be able to access that by bus by bike and by walking you know it's just a couple miles off of downtown so Mm -hmm. it'd be great to make a loop out to there and back through some of our core neighborhoods troy you know has you know troy new york benefits from being a part of the tri-cities area that's, I mean, that's that's a big piece. It's it's almost like a kind of, a, I want to say, a, a metropolis of of smaller cities. You have what is uh, Albany? What one hundred and twenty five thousand? Yeah, Schene- yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. Schenectady's, uh, you know, sixty thousand, fifty thousand, sixty thousand, and then and, and then you have Troy. You know, it, it's some to some extent you can kind of create a sort of synergy between those cities and say. You know, this city's a little more, got a little more of this, a little less of this. And this city's, you know, talk to me about, you know, a city. I, I don't know if Pittsfield's this way because I've never been there. I've been to Troy many times. But, you know, it's it's tough when we talk about these smaller scale cities that are kind of a little bit on an island. And I'm thinking of Rome, New York. I think eventually, you know, Rome, for example, I think, you know, you have Utica nearby. But I don't know how much interaction is really happening between those two communities. Talk about the, the, the difficulties when you have a small city like that that, that kind of sits on its own. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Troy, I mean, the, Troy is in the metro area probably of like a quarter million people if you add it all up between the cities and suburbs. Um, Pittsfield's got Pittsfield and then a couple small towns outside. The metro area is probably like 50,000 at most. Um, and yeah, that disconnection, you know, if you want to go to the neighboring town of Lenox or up to Dalton, which is north of Pittsfield or Lanesboro, like there's one bus an hour mm-hmm. as opposed to like Schenectady where you can take like the, the Red Line um, express bus, you know, once an hour. Like it's a BRT system, right? BRT, a basically. BRT system, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote it last year and it was it was pretty good. I think it maybe more than once an hour. It's gonna be more than once an hour. I think during the rush hour time. I think it is once an hour. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. there are other options too. But yeah, there's definitely a more there's more of a spread between Pittsfield and its neighboring kind of satellite communities as well. That you know makes driving the only option really to get there. So you know a lot of times our businesses will just kind of end up sprawling out onto you know strip malls between the two towns Mm -hmm. um up in north county where there's north adams and williamstown are the two big towns up in north and like the grocery store is smack right between them on in like the strip mall like halfway between the two of them um so yeah i think how can i address the original 
the original kind of question that you were talking about, like just what the challenges of uh, of being uh, more being isolated a, uh, is. Being, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even the, city. even the topography too. Like Pittsfield has, you know, the mountain range between New York State and Massachusetts on one side of it. That's a really good point. Um, yeah, topography so figures in. Yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of take a hike over those mountains to get anywhere really. Um, to the east, you know, we have one of the longest gaps in the. The uh, the turnpike is a thirty mile gap with no exits bef- between like the uh, the Berkshire County exits and like Springfield area. I didn't There's just nothing. That. That's yeah. interesting. So like even in you know Albany, Troy, um, Schenectady, you know you got the you you've, exits you've got the freeway off. system. Yeah. You know you you, you got to give it its credit. You know they, they <laughs> <laughs> not they, perfect, but certainly as long yeah. as there's feeders yeah. off of that that. that you know, it, it is what it is. It does leave yeah. people in there. Yeah. Give Although access. On, on the flip side, you know, I've never heard a complaint about traffic like in <laughs> Berkshire County. I don't think ever. Sure. Unless there's like a, a Tanglewood concert or something, which is like the big performing <laughs> arts venue in the county. So there'll nice. be backups. But yeah, there, you basically just have a couple of arterials running between towns and villages. Rush hours, you know go through a few traffic lights and then you're out of the town <laughs> so you've got the kind of the the isolation which makes it easy to commute as opposed to like say if you live in albany go to troy you're kind of dealing with two rush hours between the two cities um but i think i think pittsfield needs to kind of develop its sense of being the the geographical and like cultural center of the county it's 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 all we've got as like the center of gravity for the county and i think we can really take advantage of that whereas there's kind of a pull between say like albany skeptic detroit like who can mm. who's influential in, in what sector you know albany's trying to be at the nanotech capital um, sure. troy is kind of like the college town area um not sure what skeptic is up to these days i, I gotta look more into that but. a lot of restaurants <laughs> a lot of restaurants okay um they're the they're the What's the the gastro scene? <laughs> it's, it's enormous. It's incredible. There. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, Schenectady. I'm a huge fan of there. They have a lot of really good things going on. But uh, but but certainly, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. You talk about in those in those places where you know these small cities are a little bit of an island. You you have the ability to build something that is a com- that is the the kind of unquestioned center, right? Where where people from all kind of you know. All, all about the area uh, can can mobilize when you know the that's the advantage of being on an island obviously there's difficulties that come with that whereas in the tri-cities area you almost have to pick and choose your 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 destination your core mm-hmm. yeah I think people can really go all in and just be you know they there are our slogan is kind of we're the heart of the Berkshires you know I think we we can be the the first and last stop for people who are coming to visit our cultural attractions in the county you know we, we really can be the hub and for people who do live there not just the tourists i think we can be the like the the one-stop shop for everything that somebody could want for amenities for shopping for living you know i think we can i think we can double down on that and you know be more bike friendly be more walk friendly to get to mm. the core areas of the town which is the most built up area in the county you know it was built for almost 60,000 people and now we right. we're down to 42,000 so we've got the bones there and we can use that extra space now to make it more make it more friendly for other modes of transportation and to hopefully infill more you know if we can get that demand back um, say with more jobs more more educated population choosing to come in so I think I, I see I see I see bright spots there that Pittsburgh can can take advantage of. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Uh, we're talking to Nicholas Russo. I want to ask you a couple questions because you have some experience here in Rochester. I want to ask you a couple uh, closing questions about Rochester. We'll be right back after this. Okay, we're back with Nick Russo uh, from Pittsfield, New York. Um, Nick, uh, God, listen to me seriously. Have another one. Uh, <laughs> we just went to Dinosaur. I had a couple drinks. It's fine. It, it's good. No, just kidding. Uh, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. He works in Troy, New York, uh, but uh, went to school at Rochester Institute of Technology here in my hometown of of, uh, of Rochester. So you know, you said you come back here a couple times a year, once or twice a year, right? And here to Rochester. Um, what is your impression as you've come back kind of over time? <clears throat> What's your impression, you know, from a distance? I, I always like to know when when people leave here or when people come back here infrequently, what is the impression? What are you seeing? What are you seeing on social media from afar? What are you seeing when you come back here? What's the vibe you're getting? What are your impressions of Rochester uh, uh, right now and what's happening mm. you know it's funny like I made so many social media connections like when I was during when I was in college here like, I think I'm more in tune with like events and things that are happening out here than I am like in my hometown <laughs> um, you know like French Fest and Jazz Fest and all that stuff like I can I know like what the you're, you're, you're very active on, on the Rochester scene here <laughs> from afar it's kind of yeah. funny I live vicariously um, but yeah, as I was going to college, I, you know, I I know I lived downtown for my senior year, and I was kind of, I can kind of tell like as I was starting to pull out after I graduated, I was right on the cusp of like a lot. What of, year was this? Uh, twenty sixteen. Okay. So, so I was right recently. Yeah, I was right on the cusp of things that were going to happen. Like the inner loop had already started to be mm-hmm. torn out, um, but it was still just kind of half crater, half dirt when I left. <laughs> um half like milled up asphalt still yeah yeah. um those awkward teenage years of uh of the of the inner loop infill yeah (laughs) i like that yeah that's a good way to put it (laughs) um like broad street i think was slated to be resurfaced i know there was like the 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 road die and bike lanes that were proposed for that they hadn't started yet um so as i came back you know i could see those projects finished i'd see periodic updates on the internet and then when I finally got back for like, you know, last year I came back for Thanksgiving break and did like the Cranksgiving event and just kind of rode around and caught up with everything. So it was really cool to see the finished products, you know, just right, right here, ready and waiting for me. So <laughs> I got, I, you know, I rode across Broad Street on the nice green bike lanes and checked out the cycle track on um, Union, Union, the old inner yeah. loop. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see the promenade here on Court Street being slowly built across like when i came once it was kind of just a dead end before it hit the um the housing development and now it's fully complete so i've gotten to walk across that now um yeah what else like you hear about like even some of the facebook pages i follow like will post if there's a a development like new developer like getting zoning board approval and then i'll be like oh yeah i saw i heard about that like a year ago (laughs) like just some kind of infill on east Mm -hmm. ave or corn hill or something um and every time I come back, I think there's some new building that's got lights on it, like we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's purple tonight. Yeah, like it's now there's purple. a light on the Mercury statue. I didn't even know that. Like, yeah, I'm that's, pretty that's, sure that's relatively new. new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot that's the same. You know, I, I don't, I've never gotten like lost or confused because something that's like completely new has sprung up. I still have my old landmarks I can follow. You know, the skyline is still pretty much the same. 
Um, so that's another simulator they have, like Pittsfield and Troy. Like they're, you know, when I I went out and visited um, L.A. and Nashville this past year, and they were just you, you know cranes everywhere, these big glass skyscrapers going up, and you could tell like it, it looked way different than it did five years ago, and it's gonna look way different like five years from now. But I, I I'm pretty confident that like Rochester and like places other Rust Belt places are kind of gonna be. I don't think there's gonna be like some kind of huge monumental like change like that quickly mm-hmm. so i got i kind of take comfort in that i guess but <laughs> <laughs> i like to i mean yeah there's somebody who's kind of younger i mean i'm happy to be in like a dynamic active place but i do like having that familiarity and like the old bones there to come back to and rely on absolutely definitely all right so one more question uh in general you're somebody that you know obviously knows a tremendous amount about cities and 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 really you 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 play the game you 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 know exactly what needs to happen what to you in our cities big and small has to be our most important priorities as our cities advance over the next decade wow yeah that's uh and you have a minute to answer this (laughs) that last final 60 seconds um you know as we're trying to grow our you know, as we're trying to grow our cities, the I think the default mode is to still build out instead of in and not to densify anymore. I think we have to kind of move beyond the like quote unquote NIMBY paradigm. You know, we need to normalize the idea that, you know, for the past hundred years, the city built up instead of out. And now we're kind of in this first wave of cities being rearranged from the inside instead of building out so you you know you hear about like gentrification or displacement and i think that's just kind of a brand new i think it's kind of a new paradigm that we've never really dealt with before it's kind of new territory for like at least western cities um so i think we need to grapple with that paradigm and make sure we're building smart for you know low car development you know people oriented that kind of thing i think you know as we i'm trying to stitch all that together i guess but (laughs) as we as we try to grow like our rust belt type cities like i don't think they're ever going to build up at the same pace as say like sun belt Mm. you know phoenix or you know florida like where it's just springing up like weeds you you can't do it (laughs) yeah but i think that's building into nothing here you're building into something every time you're building yeah so i think that i think that's good though i think that gives us the chance to work with what we have and build smart using the the space that we already have Mm -hmm. and we have the the context around it to provide an example of how to build it right and how to you know build in scale that we already have you know like we're not going to see 40-story glass skyscrapers going up in Rochester anytime soon, I don't think. But we can fill in incrementally for what it's worth, you know, in say the East Ave neighborhood or you know along the new Inner Loop area that's now Boulevard. You know, we have that infill that can be used to bring people back downtown and make that um, critical mass to support grocery stores or. Um, you know, those amenities that people who live in cities like to have. Love it. Absolutely. Nicholas Russo, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I was really glad to finally meet you in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 one thing I want to say. We, we've 
that's the beautiful thing about today about about cities is you have this ability to connect with people digitally and then meet them and and the, always the cool thing is is connecting with somebody and realizing they're actually cooler than you they, they even cooler than you thought they were going to be so this is this oh, is a perfect example that <laughs> that's just evil terrible thanks for listening everybody have a great day